Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. The post-game edition, the Denver disaster, the mile-high meltdown, uh, what do you want to call it? 29-12, a score Yes, I know. They let us know about that at the end of the game. 29-12, Broncos a winner over the Browns. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We are brought to you by our friends at Smiley One and Bryant. And if you're looking for Northeast Ohio's heating and cooling solution, you found it with um, with Smiley One and Bryant, our good friends. Okay, Daryl, um, just let it rip. I just want to hear what you have to say about the game. Go. Well, first, let's get to the, the really bad news. Miles Garrett is in a sling. Uh, that's, that's really bad news. He said, he told reporters who are uh, covering the team uh, on the West coast. Uh, he told reporters in Denver, he heard a pop in his shoulder. So, uh, Oh, um, secondly, DTR, uh, concussion. We think, uh, did not in the protocol. They took him out of the game. So he's automatically in the concussion. His mouth was all bloody as he left the field as well. That's bad. Uh, I just looked at the transcript from Kevin Stefanski. Uh, I don't think anyone asked him about Amari Cooper being hurt, but Amari Cooper is also hurt. So uh, that's three key players that are that are hurt now. Um, the Browns are in trouble. If Miles Garrett is injured, they're in deep due. Like they 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 will not be able to. I don't think recover from this, Andy. They're they're in trouble. Uh, if this is a significant injury for Miles Garrett, uh, it, it's bad enough. Uh, the head coach keeps wanting to call games as if uh, Deshaun Watson is on the field and he doesn't have quarterbacks capable of executing what Deshaun Watson can do. But uh, we're going to get into that. Uh, but these injuries are starting to reach the point of no return for the Browns, where I don't know how much more they can sustain and keep going. They have already taken body blows. They lost Deshaun. You lost Nick Chubb. You lost Jack Conklin. You lost Jakeem Grant. Uh, you lost uh, Rodney McLeod. Now, Miles Garrett is in the locker room at Empower Field at Mile High, and his left arm is in a sling, and he's talking about hearing a pop in his shoulder. I just have a very, very bad feeling uh, about that. That is not a good sign. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed on that. I mean, if you think about it, the defense, uh, you know, Denzel Ward didn't play today, but you got Juan Thornhill back. You got some guys back today. The defense has pretty much gone 
all season without, you know, one of those kind of major injuries. So let's keep our fingers crossed that it's not that way for Miles Garrett. In fact, you would probably say the reason they are there at seven wins right now is because right. the defense has been healthy so far, relatively healthy for the most part. Yeah, they've missed a couple guys here and there. But uh, and then going into this one, you know, with the exception of uh, McLeod, you really haven't taken a big hit on defense. But if um, if Miles is in trouble, then you are correct. It's going to be painful for the defense. Yeah. Um, so this 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 could really be a disaster for the Browns in Denver. Aside from the fact that they lost twenty nine to twelve, uh, the offense played like excrement. The defense played like excrement, and now you're seven and four. Uh, you got to go to L.A. to play the Rams. You're going to spend a week at UCLA to prepare for that game, and you don't you don't know who the quarterback is right now. Uh, they they may have to start Joe Flacco next week. You, you can't play PJ Walker next week. I'm, I'm, they I'm, may have to pick up another quarterback, Daryl. If yeah. DTR is in concussion protocol, yeah, they may have to pick up another quarterback this week. Absolutely. So, um, yeah this this thing potentially. I don't want to be Debbie Downer or Doomsday or anything like that, but just looking at this situation from a thousand miles away. Uh, this could be bad. I don't know. I'm not in the locker room, so it's it's tough for me to get a read on on what's going on. Uh, and I will not be in LA this week either. So uh, you know, I'm going to be watching like the fans are from afar. Uh, you know, with uh, critical situations surrounding this team. And if Miles Garrett, as I said, is seriously injured, right, and he can't play, and he's going to have to miss time. And considering the quarterback situation is what it is, I don't know how they keep this boat afloat. I, I really don't. Uh, and it's going to be tough to blame anyone for that. However, I ain't going to blame Kevin Stefanski for this loss because I, I thought his game plan was absolutely terrible. All right, before you it, crush him, let me ask the two questions that I think fans are going to be asking. For the second week in a row, they've thrown the ball more than 40 yards. You went up against a defense that was not very good against the run and chose to throw the ball 40 times. Then when your starting quarterback got hurt, you decided to get cute with a reverse. And, you know, it's I, it, Kevin Stefanski didn't fumble the ball on the play, but if it didn't work, he fumbled the, the call on the play, and that just led to a downhill slide um, that it looked like one of those cheese rolls in Europe that was just never ending and would not stop. All right, we'll start there, right? Okay. So he gets, he gets cute uh, after uh, P.J. Walker has to come in. Dumbest play call ever. He's going to run a reverse, which, by the way, that play had zero chance of working. Somebody was about to get their ass whooped on the play, okay? And so he decides to call a reverse. They've already fumbled a couple of times, so let's go ahead and fumble it again. Let's call another. And, and here's the thing. They work on this crap in practice, and they can't execute it. You have players that can't execute plays. So stop calling them. Stop throwing the ball on first down. You don't have a quarterback capable of throwing the football effectively and consistently, and yet you're going to throw it on, on first down. Here's what they were. They threw it. 13 times on first down, completed six passes. That's less than 50%. That means seven times you started second and 10. You cannot win like that. You can't win football games with a third string quarterback when you're in second and 10 all the time. 
That is just stupid, bullheaded coaching. And I don't know if that's Kevin Stefanski. I don't know if that's Paul D. Podesta calling plays from San Diego. I don't know where it's coming from, Andy, but it's mind-numbingly stupid. You have a quarterback, a rookie, fifth-round pick who has shown you nothing. Nothing. You are just trying to manage games, and you're asking him to throw on first down every freaking time. You ran it, by the way, on first down eight times with DTR on the field against the number 32-ranked defense. You should have run the ball all day until they stopped it. Make them stop you. Then you have to throw the ball. But this, I, I just, I don't get Kevin Stefanski sometimes. This was beyond ridiculous. Worst game plan ever. Smartest, dumbest coaching that you'll have. It's inexcusable. You're putting too much on this kid. That's not DTR's fault, by the way. That's Stefanski's. You're putting too much on him. Way too much on him. And the passes that he did complete, a couple of them were like, you know, gifts from God that they got caught. And then others, he was, you know, victims of drops and whatever. But you can't. There were a lot of drops in this game, Daryl. A lot. And, and, and that's the other thing. Hey, guys aren't catching the football today. Let's run the ball. At one point, Jerome. How do you not run against the team? Daryl, and I just, I know, I just kind of give you a chance to catch your breath here. But I, like, I walk away from this going. How do you not run against the Denver Broncos? How do you not? I like, and you know, I talked to Gerard Cherry at halftime on the network, and it was just like he said, "Look, the Browns' offense, and it did start to percolate at the end of the second. They ended up getting the field goal. They came and, back and in they, the third. It was. They started to run the damn ball. Oh, Eureka! The Browns started moving the ball. Why? They started to run, and then he stopped. Oh, we're first down. Let's throw it again. Oh, another first down." Throw it again. Oh, incomplete. Second and 10. Like, what are you doing? So this is on Kevin. They probably don't win that game anyway, Andy. But the game plan is on him. Not on, like, this is a guy that always tell, talks to us. And you, you hear the press conferences on your show. He's yep. always talking about pivoting, right? It's our right. job to adjust. It's our job to pivot. Where's the damn pivot been all season? You didn't pivot against the Ravens when you had to pull the rabbit out of your hat and start DTR against them, right? You just ran the Deshaun Watson game plan, and it was what it was, right? Right. I don't know. Maybe this is the thing where he just says, hey, I'm doing what Paul D. Podesta tells me to do. I, I, I don't know. But that game plan was absolutely mind-numbingly stupid, Kevin. Stupid. Now, I'm not saying fire the guy because he's not getting fired. But, like, like recognize will, what you're working with here. This will dampen the contract extension talk. That yeah. was hot for about two weeks there. So, Daryl, let me explain this to one to me, right? So, the first 15 plays of the game are scripted, right? Yes. Right? Want to walk through them? Yo, uh, please let's do. see. Three plays. <laughs> let me take you through I, the first I, 15 plays offense. Right here. Shall we? I do, too. Three plays, three yards, 125. There's three. Uh, next time they have the ball, now you're down 7 nothing. Maybe you've deviated off yeah. your original plan. Second series, six plays, 24 yards. You took 337. So now you're up to a whopping 10 plays. Yeah. Third possession, 
three plays, three yards. You had it for a minute. And then finally, uh, once you got into it right before uh, halftime and you were already down 14 nothing, you got 57 yards and you went 13 plays. So um, somehow or another, they've got to figure out when to uh, deviate from their first 15 plays because they didn't work today. No, they didn't. And again, this this ridiculous nonsense of throwing on first down all the time, like you're you're putting too much on DTR. That's that's my whole thing. Put the kid in a position to be successful, not fail. Right? Yeah. Like and now, who knows how long he's going to be out for? That's the thing. And I, I just I got a, a lot of text and and social media stuff about Flacco next week. Okay, well at least we'll see. No, there's no necessarily a guarantee you're going to see Flacco next week, although they're going to have to push it, right? You have to push it now. Is he going to be ready? And and what is he really going to give you? I mean, man, he's been on the shelf so long, you really think he's going to be able to dust everything off and go out there and lead the team? Here's what we need. We need somebody who can go out there, and depending on if Miles Garrett can play or not, we need somebody who's not going to fumble the ball, right? I mean, (laughs) take care. We all know what the game plan was to go into this game. Denver sucks against the run. Run the ball. And don't fumble. And that's what happened. It's like they were man, like they they just wanted to push the bear. They wanted to poke the bear, baby. Poke the bear. And, and that's what they did. And I like, and then, you know, you leave the defense with a short field. You got these crazy plays. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm frustrated because I all think we we thought better. And by the way, Maybe if DTR is running the ball, he doesn't get smashed. I mean, he got smashed on that play. We, yeah. I think the blood came all the way back to Cleveland. Yeah, uh, the reverse was especially stupid. They were down 17 to 12, uh, and then that just gave the Broncos 20 yards to go, and now it's 24-12. Good night. Drive home safely, everybody. Like, that That was the game. That, that one play call and the disastrous execution of said play call um, like, and I got to get on a lot. I mean, he's going to get buried all week. Like tomorrow, it's just going to be like two, one, six, four, seven, four, double O 92. Just go fire Kevin. Yep. But that's, and that's not what I'm saying. I, I, I'm ripping Kevin because I feel like he deserves rip for this. Okay. He absolutely deserves to be ripped a new one for this. Um, and if it's Paul D. Podesta's fault, then Paul D. Podesta should stay in San Diego. Like stay, stay out of football, stay out of football play calling here. Um, well, they'll say it's, it's groupthink. I mean, it's just well, more, you know, point, they'll say here's the thing, Andy, you got it. You have to look at the personnel that you have. Okay. Here's another thing. Elijah Moore has completely sucked for the Browns. He's, he has been a massive disappointment. Uh, just three catches on nine targets for 44 yards. And again, failed to execute the, uh, the reverse. He's been a massive, massive disappointment. And you gave up a second round pick to get that dude. That's, that's, um, that's you know, that's as I'm sitting here, I, like, I, I, I know we're crushing this team right now. I'm going to give you two positives. You want two positives from the game? Dig deep. Well, Jeremiah Wusukormo had a good game. I mean, oh, I don't he think was he's awesome. I mean, he had 12 tackles, seven solos, one sack, two tackles for loss. I mean, today was his day. Greg Newsom also had seven tackles in the game. And I also thought, you know what? They finally found Cedric Tillman today. That was the other, yeah, other key point that if you're if you're trying to find something positive to talk about this, yeah. Game. But how, how about him and Elijah fighting for a ball in the corner of the end zone before <sighs> halftime? Somebody yeah. screwed up there. 
not good. <laughs> I, it just it it just it was a disaster, and and it starts with Kevin Stefanski. You've got to recognize the players that you have available to you. Okay, Sean Watson ain't available anymore. So guess what? Thirty-two ranked defense. Turn, hand the ball to Jerome Ford. Hand the ball to Kareem Hunt. Hand the ball to uh, Pierre Strong. Uh, you know, why are you running DTR like you would run Deshaun? Why are you doing RPOs? Like, that's just stupid. Because guess what happened? He got hurt. Not off an RPO, but just trying to save his own bacon. He still got hurt. And now you had to put P.J. Walker on the field. And P.J. Walker wasn't that great, and he's not that great. Like, there, there's a reason why. You know, again, guys are available for reasons. And you've got – he just – he's – if they stop you running the ball, right? Let, let's say mm -hmm. you try to run a couple of times and they're, they got you bottled up. Th then I will hear letting it rip. But the fact that you came out letting it rip <laughs> is just, it, it, it's mind-numbing to me. And again, you're 50%, more than 50% more than of the time on first down now, th when you try and throw the ball, you're behind the sticks at second and 10. And you just, you <sighs> dug your offense a hole. Because with this running attack and this offensive line, even if you get two or three yards, well, listen, second and seven or second and eight is a hell of a lot better than second and ten. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, um, and, and then everyone knows what you're going to do, right? Oh, got to throw because you you got to keep throwing because it didn't work the first time. And um, he threw 29 times before getting hurt, and that. That's through three quarters. Uh, I think he got hurt with 11 seconds to go uh, in the third quarter there, Andy. So he threw 29 times, and you ran it 15 times. Uh, you had run it 15 times, let me rephrase, with Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford combined. Those two guys. So it was a two-to-one ratio. Um, I love the play design uh, out of the tee that went for a touchdown to Harrison Bryant, right? You had uh, Bryant, Nick Harris, and Kareem Hunt lined up in a straight line behind Kareem Hunt, that's the T. And, uh, you know, uh, Bryant uh, blocked, then released, was wide open in the end zone, and that was, uh, you know, the easy touchdown. But, um, you know, this this, this is – the reason I'm upset is because, once again, the Browns blew an opportunity to stack another win. This was a winnable game, and it, – I'm going to give you another reason that this loss hurts. I'm going to give you the playoff picture because now the Steelers – Jump ahead of the Browns. The Steelers are now sitting in that top wild card spot at yep. five. Even though they're tied with the Browns, they must have the tiebreaker because the Browns now are at six. The Colts are behind them at seven. And what becomes even bigger is this game against Houston, who's now sitting eight at six and five, where the Browns are at seven and four. So that game is going to be gigantic. Uh, the Browns now have uh, the Broncos now have the tiebreaker against the Browns. Mm -hmm. They're sitting at nine at six and five. So, um, you know, you got two teams that are really going to be pushing the Texans and the Broncos to get um, playoff spots and the Browns are eyeing down a date with the Texans a little bit later in the season too. Yeah. And you got Jacksonville on the schedule too. In fact, the next home game, the Browns play will be against Jacksonville. Uh, and this schedule down the stretch, Andy is a lot tougher than we thought the Rams, they should win next week, but maybe not. Depends if hurt there, right? Yeah. If people aren't available, um, come home from Jacksonville, Jacksonville won again, they beat Houston. Uh, down uh, in Texas today. Uh, the Bears should be a uh, winnable game. Uh, they're pretty much a, a, a laughing stock at three and eight. 
Um, then hey, the Rams have, aren't dead yet either. That's the other thing. They're five no, and they're, six. They're in the ninth spot right now at five yeah. and six. Uh, they're third in their division. Uh, Houston, we mentioned them. Uh, the New York Jets, which they 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 play defense. Uh, they're kind of like the Browns, though. They play defense and don't have much of an offense. Uh, they're four and seven, uh, and they're a team that can pick you off. And then, of course, you end the season against the Bengals. And by the way, I think the Bengals are completely cooked. I watched that game. Uh, against Pittsburgh today, and they they've got nothing doing without Joe Burrow. Like they That's they true. they're cooked. They're going to finish last in the division. But guess what? The division is stacking up the way it has for the last twenty five years, right? For the yes. most part. Yep. You know the Browns will probably finish in third place. Um, and, and every year they finish it. I think with the exception of two, even the year they made the plus one eleven games, they had lost the tiebreaker there. So they were technically, they finished in third place that year. They've only finished in second place, like once or twice since coming back in the last 25 years, they've, uh, uh, their ninth three game win streak has come to an end. They failed to extend to uh, a four game win streak, which they've only done that four times in 25 years. By the way, the Broncos have now won five straight, which every other damn team in the NFL does with regularity. They win five in a row. Browns haven't done that in generations. It's true. All right. For our producer, Meredith Kane, who's outstanding. We'll be back with you twice during the week as well. Uh, he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you and watching on YouTube. 